Hey friends, and welcome to episode 20 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Yes, episode 20. I can hardly believe that we're 20 episodes in and want to thank you so much for joining me on this ride. Making it to 20 feels like a big milestone. And I know that so many more episodes are in our future. If we haven't met yet, I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I had a lot of fun connecting with the guest of today's episode, Emily Schneller, owner of Rue Fitness here in the New Orleans area. Emily and I met back in college, and as you'll soon learn, neither of us would have predicted how she's making her impact in the world all these years later. In today's conversation with Emily, she shares the interesting path she's taken to her current career, what it's like to be business partners with her husband, plus the exact tools she uses to keep everything running smoothly. And she gives us her number one recommendation for making fitness and nutrition a habit. I don't know about you, but I can always do a little better in that area of my life. I'll also say that this episode is a great one for someone who's currently in a role that they're not in love with, because Emily shares how she navigated and eventually left a completely unfulfilling job. But... Whether you run your own business or work alongside others to make things happen, you're going to love what Emily has to say about the importance of cultivating a strong team. So let me tell you about Emily Schneller. Emily admits that her resume looks a little bit all over the place at first glance. With a degree in opera singing and an early career in finance, she now feels like she's found her place in the world by helping others live a healthier life. Personally, Emily is a wife to her college sweetheart, mom of two, and an avid podcast listener. Professionally, Emily works as a gym owner, nutrition coach, and podcast host. She believes wellness combines three pillars, fitness, nutrition, and recovery. And she is proud to offer her clients access to all three. She's the co-owner of Rue Fitness in Jefferson, Louisiana, offering classes including CrossFit and boxing. Rue also has an on-site massage therapist. Additionally, Emily leads a team of nutrition coaches at Stacked Coaching. Stacked Coaching provides clients with a different approach to dieting. The coaching methodology is all about helping clients change the habits in their lives that are leading to undesired behaviors. She and her team give clients the tools to build awareness and slowly but sustainably shift their habits to be more in line with their goals related to better health and improved body composition. During our conversation, you'll hear us totally geek out about Trello. Trello is a productivity platform used by individuals and teams of all shapes and sizes. I can't live without it, and Emily can't either. If you want to try out Trello for free, head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Trello to check it out. 
Emily mentions a few other go-to tools she uses to make life happen. So you know I've got all the details of this episode, including her favorite productivity apps linked up in the show notes over at abouttimepodcast forward slash 20. And finally, I want to thank you again for tuning in. And if you haven't yet, invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results, and you just might get a shout out in a future episode, like this one for Bliss by Rachel. Bliss by Rachel writes, exactly what I needed to hear. I'm a planning, goal-setting, priority-living crazy person. I get butterflies in conversations about time management, and the thought of a weekly planning session gives me life. But I've had a few weeks, okay, maybe months, of a funk or small rain cloud over my head. I've lost a little motivation, and my spark has dulled a bit. Listening to this podcast has helped get that bounce back in my step, and as soon as I'm done with this review, I'm going to start putting some of Anna's tips into motion, especially that calendar system. Genius. This is a podcast every busy person needs to time block in. Thank you for sharing, Anna. Okay. Bliss by Rachel. Girl, I am so glad you've got that bounce back in your step and thrilled to hear that you're putting some of what I've shared into motion. It's so awesome to hear that even though you're already all about planning, goal setting, and living based on your priorities, that you can still find ways to level up by listening in. Blessed by Rachel, thank you so much for taking time to write such a kind and thoughtful review. I am so thankful for you and so honored to have you as a listener. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Emily, welcome to It's About Time. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me, Anna. Of course. Um, you know, it's it's crazy to think that when we first met years and years ago at LSU, I never would have envisioned the two of us eventually sitting down to talk about fitness and nutrition on a podcast about time management. <laughs> never say never. That's what I like to say. It's definitely right? not where I thought I would end up, but I am so glad I am here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, I told the listeners a little bit about you and what you do in the intro, but I would love for you to tell us in your own words how you spend your time these days. 
Yeah, so I am co-owner at Rue Fitness. Uh, we're in Jefferson, Louisiana, which is right outside of New Orleans. And uh, yeah, if you'd asked me even 10 years ago if I thought I would be the co-owner of a gym, I would have said absolutely not. Uh, I was the kind of girl that actually hated going to the gym. I would go kicking and screaming, um, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, but I love what I do. I love my life. And it's amazing that this is what it's turned out to be. Um, so back when I met you, Anna, it was at LSU, I was in school to be a, uh, an opera singer. <laughs> so I have a degree in vocal performance with a minor in theater. Um, so my life took a lot of twists and turns after that. I went back to school to get a master's in arts administration. So thinking I wanted to be on the business end of the arts world. I ended up taking an accounting class as part of the prerequisites of that program. And I fell in love with accounting. How many people can say that? <laughs> what? So, you fell in love with accounting. Yeah. To me, that's like the beauty of the differences in all of our personalities because some people are just meant to fall in love with accounting. And I did not mean to derail you no. because I just had to throw that in there. The best way I can explain that to people because they are like, wait, you have a degree in music and accounting makes sense to you? Like that seems very right brain versus left brain going on there. My mom is the most creative person that I know. And my dad is the most analytical person that I know. And I came up with like this strange combination of both of them. So I fell in love with accounting. <laughs> that happened. And I switched gears from arts administration to getting the prerequisites to sit for the CPA exam. So big switch. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I took the classes to sit for the exam and I sat for the test. So I passed all four sections of the CPA exam. I do not have a degree in accounting. I just took the prereqs and sat for the test. Um, I had a career... Uh, the beginning of a career in public accounting. Um, so I was an auditor for several years. And then after my son was born, I switched gears and went into industry accounting. So I worked as a financial analyst for a few years. And then after my daughter was born, I realized that I needed way more flexibility in my life. And I wanted to go out on my own and live this small business owner life. Um, meanwhile, when I was working, I was supporting my husband as he was starting this business. So we started Rue Fitness uh, six years ago. Yeah, six and a half years ago now. And um, wow. I have been full time at Rue with him for the past two years. So I have a six year old and a two year old and my career decisions have definitely been made um, in order to have more flexibility with them for sure. Um, but yeah, so co-owner at Rue Fitness, I am a fitness instructor. Um, so I teach some classes and I am the head of our nutrition coaching program. So it's me and three other coaches right now. We have actually rebranded that whole piece of our business into something um, that stands on its own. So that is called Stacked Coaching. Um, it has a podcast. We do um, you know, online nutrition coaching as well as in person. And yeah, oh, and wow. then I'm also a business coach. So I work with a company called Gym Breakthrough and I coach 
other gym owners on how to run their business better. So yeah, lots of hats going on. <laughs> wow, that is well, that is absolutely <laughs> fascinating, Emily. You have quite a career journey, and I I love hearing you tell this story because so many of us think that you know, when we're in college and we get this major, we get locked into this one career path, but you are complete and total evidence that you can, you can change your mind and you can fall in love with new things, even if it is yeah. accounting, <laughs> um, more power on that. And then if, if you want to pursue that flexibility where there's a will, there's a way. And if you, you know, if you want something and you want to work for it and figure out how it works, I mean, you certainly didn't learn how to become a business owner overnight, much less how to coach people overnight. So you know, tell me a little bit about just what that big change was like going from the accounting world to running the business to now coaching others, because that just seems like it would be incredibly interesting and yes, fulfilling. Yes, it is. It was definitely a scary transition. I worked for the local utility company. Um, I honestly just didn't feel very fulfilled in what I was doing. My job was to look at revenue numbers and tell a story behind why revenue was up or down wow. with electricity. <laughs> so I I did not feel like I was helping anyone. And I've heard you talk about the Enneagram. I recently took the Enneagram test and I found out I am a number two, Ooh. which is a helper. Yeah. So my role as a financial analyst where, you know, it was a good, good job and my benefits were great and I wasn't like hating the work, I just didn't feel ultimately fulfilled because I wasn't helping anybody. And that's a big part of my personality. So coaching definitely satisfies that part of me. Um, but it was a scary transition. I was the breadwinner of our family. Um, I was the source of all of the benefits. And we had to make the choice that at the end of the day, my happiness was more important and life is too short to not at least try. And, you know, I, I have, I have the background and the experience that if it didn't work out, I could always find another accounting job. Right. But I would beat myself up if I never took the risk to at least try to see if we could make it, um, figuring this out together. <laughs> yeah. And just striving to live in a way that you're you're not building up a big pile of regret and always yeah. wondering what if what um, if yeah, I think that's that's awesome stepping into the scary to just see what happens I do want to rewind for just a second yeah um, and uh, one quick question what's your favorite class to teach so in terms of fitness, um, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely way more consider myself a nutrition coach than a fitness coach. Um, okay. But at Rue, so just to back up, we started as a CrossFit gym. So we used to be oh. CrossFit Rue, okay? And that is the fitness method that I fell in love with. This girl that used to you know, kick and scream to go to the gym, that was an anytime fitness. I hated that kind of like you know, just regular figure out what you're going to do yeah. at the gym. Yeah. I'd spend 30 minutes on the elliptical machine and not do anything. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I didn't, didn't like it. And when I found CrossFit, 
I found it about 10 years ago. Um, I, I fell in love with CrossFit. So we opened Roo as CrossFit Roo and we rebranded about two years ago because we started offering other things. So we offer boxing now. We offer a class called Sculpt, which is basically just hit. Um, There's no barbells in that class, no high skill gymnastics. Um, and we have an endurance class. We also have a massage therapist on staff. So it's this idea that we're tackling things from, you know, fitness, nutrition and recovery, because we've got that massage piece in there too. I can definitely see why you guys made the decision to go from CrossFit route to refitness, because you really are offering a much more holistic opportunity to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So to answer your question, I coach primarily the HIT style classes. So our sculpt classes without the barbells. Fun. And so obviously like I'm a Louisiana girl, so I know what a Rue is, but I know that I've Um, Hello, listeners from other parts of the country. Uh, Emily, can you tell us what exactly a roux is? So a roux is a thickener. Um, It is traditionally used to thicken things like gumbo in New Orleans. So it's a combination usually of flour and butter. And I mean, (laughs) it might sound weird that that we named our gym after that. But honestly, so when you are a CrossFit affiliate, you have to get the name of your gym approved by CrossFit headquarters. And so we definitely wanted something with a local flair and we kept submitting names and they kept getting shot down. And we're like, oh, so Rue wasn't our first choice, but we really, we really like it now. Are you allowed to share any of the ones that were shut that were shut down? Yeah. I'm just totally no. Curious. So this is kind of a funny story. So if you're not from Louisiana or New Orleans, you may not know that a Mardi Gras crew is like the the group of people that parade on Mardi Gras, yeah. right? K R E W E. Right. It's spelled differently. It's K R E W E. So at one point we wanted to be like crew CrossFit, right? With that spelling. That sounds yeah, but it got shot down because there was a crew C-R-E-W CrossFit up in the Northeast. So they told us that we couldn't have that name. So a few years later, there is literally a, a gym down the road named Crew to CrossFit. And we were so upset when we saw their sign. We were like, wait, that's the name we wanted. So anyway, they got it approved somehow. <laughs> we didn't, but yeah. <laughs> Everything works out for a yep. reason. And I really like butter. So I'm yeah. on board. <laughs> I really that. like butter too. And just so people know, it's R-O-U-X. The spelling is kind of weird. So that's Rue Fitness, R-O-U-X. Yeah. Very, very Louisiana. Very Louisiana. <laughs> okay. So I love this. You, you're the co-owner of the gym and you've got the coaching practice the nutrition coaching practice, you're coaching other business owners and you're, you're incredibly fulfilled. You've got the flexibility looking that you were looking for so that you can have the time with your family. I would love to know, you know, how do you do all of the things that you do? Do you have secrets? Do you have, you know, a huge staff or are there apps that you Mm -hmm. use? Give us a rundown of how you make everything happen on a day-to-day basis. The number one biggest 
thing that helps me do all of the things that I do is my team. Um, the team of people that I have around me in this business are incredible. Um, but not only just my work team, my team in life, uh, we rely on, uh, grandparents a whole lot to take care of the kids. My in-laws pick up my kids every single day from school. And like, without that help, there's no way I could get all the things that I get done, done. Um, my team though, at Rue is incredible. Uh, my husband came down with the flu last week and was gone the whole week. And, you know, we're in a crazy time with it's the beginning of the year and people have lots of fitness and health goals. So we're in crazy like launch mode with some programs that we've got going on. And then my business yeah. partner and my husband, because they're the same person, gets sick with the flu. <laughs> and I just needed support and they were there. They filled in classes. They took things off of my plate. They were incredible. So that's, that's number one. I couldn't do what I do without my team. Um, in terms of things that I have just technology wise supporting me. Um, I laugh when I listen to your podcast, Anna, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have figured out the same things that this time management coach has figured out because a lot of the tools that I use in my business are tools that I know that you use like Trello. <laughs> I am yeah. a Trello nerd. <laughs> Yeah. So I have um, all of the different projects that I manage on Trello. We have an, a giant Trello board that is our membership dashboard. So that's how I keep track of all the leads and all the new members and all of you know the member journey that I have. So we have like checklists where certain team members are in charge of doing certain things, making sure that every member experience is consistent across the board. We move people along time timelines to make sure that we're checking in with them and making sure that we're helping them stay accountable with their fitness goals. Um, I am the event director of a fitness competition called Wadi Gras. I have a whole separate board dedicated to Wadi Gras and all of the things that need to get done throughout the year to make that annual event happen. Um, so yeah, I have a board set up on Trello for every single project that I have. Um, I also use yeah, beautiful and I would love to, I would love to see them. <laughs> we can have a Trello geek day together. What's so wonderful is that, you know, you're in the, the fitness and the nutrition coaching industry. Mm -hmm. I do time management coaching. I have friends who use Trello in their law firm. It is such a multi-purpose like blank slate in some ways that can be so useful through for so many different industries and so many different, you know, forms and just, it's, it's just fantastic. And I, I love that you love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So Trello is a big one. I also use Acuity, which I know you use as well. So that's yeah. how I do all of the scheduling for my nutrition clients. I just send them a link and they book a time that works with their schedule. They fill out a weekly form. So I ask my nutrition clients every week, like what went well this week? Like let's celebrate the bright spots. And then what are you struggling with and what can I help you with? Um, so it just organizes things really easily on my calendar. Um, I have several different emails email addresses and it all goes to one Google calendar. And, um, so yeah, Google calendar, Google tasks, acuity and Trello are my big ones. 
Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Love it. So it sounds like you've got a pretty good slate or a pretty good toolbox of tools that help you get things done on the day to day. Is there anything in particular that you use to help manage family life? Um, I mean, my husband is my business partner. So I feel like I am with him at all times. So, I mean, we do set up things on, um, Google calendar. Like we have a joint calendar. Um, we've used something called, um, the name of the app is escaping me right now. I can pull out my phone and what wonder list. Have you heard about wonder list? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so wonder list is really helpful to share like grocery store needs. And you, it's just a way to share lists with people. Um, yeah. that has been something that has been helpful for us. Um, but I mean, we're with each other all day, every day. So a lot of times it's just like communicating, you know? Yeah. And speaking of that communication, I would love to hear what it, what the transition was like, or just what it's been like in general, having your husband as a business partner. <laughs> so that was actually something that I was you know, aside from quitting the job and losing the benefits and never owning, never being the owner of a business before and like wondering if I was going to even know what to do outside of all that, like working every day with my husband was the, the, the big thing that I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you know Bradley and I's relationship, we are very, very different. Um, And I think that that's a good thing in a lot of respects, but we disagree with each other on a lot of things too. Um, I joke and I say like 80% of what I do at Rue is just editing his ideas. (laughs) Like, he has lots of ideas. He's the visionary. He's the one, the big picture guy. And I am the yeah. nitty gritty details. Like, okay, let's figure out how this is going to work logistically type of person. And so I have to say no to him a lot. What an amazing team the two of you must be. Having that yin and yang in both sides to, I mean, it's no wonder you guys have had such success because if you were both big, crazy idea people, nothing would ever happen. And if you were both that, you know, practical, logistical focus, you know, how are we going to do this? Then nothing would ever get done because you would just keep running the numbers. So it's a really good idea when you're putting a team together to not put people together that have the same strengths. You want those different ideas and skill sets to come into play. So I actually made my whole team take this like quiz. It was like a personality quiz, but it was work related to see like where everybody was. And it turns out we had everybody in the right roles. Like I act as CFO of our company and the quiz told me that I was the data guru. He is very clearly the visionary. We have other people on our team and they're the cheerleaders, you know? So it's, it's nice to see that we have a diverse team. And I absolutely think that that's part of the secret to our success. That's amazing. You actually answered my next question, which was how did you cultivate such a strong team? So it's March and 2020 is still pretty fresh. And I know that health and fitness and being better at health, fitness and nutrition is something that's on pretty much everyone's mind all the time, because there's always something that you could be doing a little bit better to feel a little bit better. So I'm pretty thrilled that we have a nutrition coach <laughs> on, the, on the show today. And so Emily, I would just love for you to share some of your top recommendations for, you know, practicing good nutrition or where do we start or how do we stick to it? Just what, what advice would you have for those of us who want to just be better in that area? Yeah. So A lot of people know what the right thing to do is when it comes to cleaning up their diet, right? They know that adding more fruits and veggies is probably a good thing. They know that getting some lean protein in their diet is probably a good thing. They know that they should drink water. They know that they should cut out the sugar, right? These are all things that people I know that I shouldn't have had a piece of cake for breakfast this morning. Um, However, the challenge becomes getting people to actually act upon what they know. And that is really the essence of what I help people do when it comes to nutrition. So I know that you have done a whole podcast episode on habits, and that is a big focus that I take with clients is habit-based nutrition coaching. So people will okay. ask me, you know, can can you provide a meal plan for me and tell me what to eat so I can lose weight or change my body composition in a certain way? Yes, I can, 
but that probably won't help you in the long run. So it's a big, uh, it's a big focus for me to help people make sustainable change. Like, will a meal plan help you get results? Probably, you know, but is it teaching you anything? No, it's a paint by numbers Mm -hmm. way to, uh, solve a problem, right? So Mm -hmm. what I help do is work on habits with people and habits related to nutrition. It might be some things that you have never thought about, like sitting down when you eat, you know, are you sitting down at a table undistracted and mindfully eating your food? Or are you standing up at the kitchen, eating over the pot with the wooden spoon, scarfing it down as fast as you can, you know? (laughs) I'm a mom of two. I know I have been there (laughs) at times, but, you know, driving home, just how important it is to just be seated and eat slowly and Mm -hmm. be able to tune in to those fullness cues and those hunger cues. Um, So it's more than just about what to eat. It's it's how to eat as well. Um, you know, sleep is a big, big thing too. Um, but so if you boil down really what my nutrition philosophy is, it's, you know, eat as much whole minimally processed nutrient dense foods as you can. Um, but sleep is a role. Stress is a role. Lack of time plays a role, um, which I know that you are an expert on. Um, but helping people kind of manage all of those things because at the end of the day, they really, they really know what to do. It's all about giving them tools and helping them actually execute on those things. Yeah. And answering the question, why can't I do the things I want to do? And I think just providing them the accountability as well is huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I learned this past year, and I've said this in a few podcast episodes, that sharing your goals with someone and checking in with that person on a regular basis makes you 95% more likely to achieve that goal, which is absolutely crazy when you consider how close 95 (laughs) is to 100. So it's like, like, why wouldn't you? Everybody should have an accountability partner. That alone is huge. Um, But I think it's really cool because, you know, the the style of coaching that I do, it isn't dramatic. Like I've never helped somebody lose 50 pounds in two months, right? That that's not the style of coaching that Mm -hmm. I do. It's definitely baby steps and it's helping them get a little bit better every single day, which is why it's called stacked coaching, right? We're stacking things up. Okay. We're not giving you a million things to do right out of the gate. We're saying, okay, what's one thing, what's maybe the low hanging fruit that we can tackle today. And then when that feels easy, we'll layer something else on top of that. But what's cool is my nutrition clients who have been with me for a year, when people ask them, how have you lost like 50 pounds? They're like, I I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, it always just ends up feeling easy because they're not trying to do a million things at once. We wait until it feels easy and natural and becomes a habit and automatic before we layer something else on. 
So that's a huge point. When you said that it feels easy to them and they have trouble communicating exactly what it is that's causing the change, because I think we have this idea in our head that eating healthy has to taste bad and working out has to be super hard and that any change like that has to be grueling or exhausting. And then when you prove through mm-hmm. the coaching that you provide that it doesn't have to be that way, it's like, yeah. well, how yeah. is that real? And like people will come in and we have like a body composition scanner that we put them on. So it breaks down like muscle mass and fat body fat percentage, water weight, all of the things, right? They'll look at their results and they'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing really great results. I'm like, awesome. Just keep doing what you're doing. And they're like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, that is great because, because it doesn't feel hard. You know, that makes it sustainable. They don't notice because it's become second nature. Yep. So if you could offer one piece of advice to someone who's listening and thinking, okay, I, I want to figure out how to make this a habit so I can start to see change in my life when it comes to fitness and nutrition. What piece of advice would you share? I mean, it may sound self-serving because I am a coach, but I think hiring a coach to help you, or it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be hiring a coach. It can be just getting some, like a friend to help you stay accountable, but things are just easier done when done with somebody, with somebody's support. Um, So if that's a coach, if that's a mentor, if that's a buddy, like find somebody to do it with you. Um, I I'm doing a nutrition challenge right now called the 800 gram challenge. And it's a very simple concept all centered around eating more fruits and vegetables. People Mm -hmm. can absolutely do what I am proposing on their own. I have made all of the like seminar content public, like people can take that and roll with it. Right. But I have about a hundred people in this accountability group just because it's easier to do it with friends. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and I think one of the things that I find that coaches provide is that unbiased accountability. Because, yeah. I mean, my husband and I were accountability partners to each other a couple years ago, and there would be mornings that we would wake up and look at each other and say, "Yeah, let's not go to the gym today." Yeah. And sometimes when you're, you've hired somebody and you've spent money towards this problem, it just makes you respect it a little bit more. You've got skin in the game. What's, yeah, you got skin in the game. So you're going to show up differently. So, I mean, that's why ultimately I think that hiring a coach is your best bet there. I actually heard someone say not too long ago that the transformation starts with the transaction before any coaching or training takes place, making the decision to invest in yourself and to invest in the accountability and invest in the education, you start to, like you said, you start to show up differently. You respect how you approach it differently. And, but you're right. Anyone could do any of these things on their own Mm -hmm. for free. Yeah. It just makes it a whole lot easier when you're doing it with others. I think ultimately that's our secret at Rue as well in the gym. Uh, 
we are, we're a community of people. We are not just people that are coming to the gym and working out. And I think that's what made me fall in love with CrossFit. That's what CrossFit is known for is this community aspect. Um, I know every single member's name at my gym. We have Mm -hmm. about 250 members. I can name all of them. Um, Wow. You know, we have events outside of the gym. Um, If you stop showing up, it's not just the coaches that notice, it's the members and they'll start reaching out and being like, hey, where have you been? And that just makes the whole experience of doing hard things um, way better is when you get excited about who you're showing up with. Yeah. Um, people, People notice when you're not there. Yeah. So I want to take it back to the LSU days real quick for Tigers. And I actually remember going to watch you perform as Wendy in (laughs) Peter Pan, which was just a whole lot of fun because Peter Pan is my absolute favorite story. My little girl, Camilla, her nursery is actually Peter Pan themed. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And, uh, clearly you at 20 and you at now, clearly you at 20 and you now, it's the same you, but it's definitely not what you could have predicted. No. I would love to know, you know, looking back now, what advice would you give your 20-year-old Emily self? Oh, I mean, you're right. I I never would have envisioned this life that I am living now at 20. I thought I wanted to go to New York and perform on Broadway uh, <laughs> back then. I I think I would tell myself to just listen to your intuition. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, for a long time when I was in the corporate world, there was this little voice inside of me saying, okay, like you're making good money, but you know, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? And I quieted that voice for years. And, um, I was, I definitely would say that I was afraid of failure. Um, I was afraid of stepping outside of that comfort zone and really Mm -hmm. exploring my options. Ultimately, I figured it out. Um, But I think that it would have happened a lot sooner had I listened to that little voice inside of me early on in that journey. Mm -hmm. So listening to your intuition, listening to that voice inside of you, you know, if you feel like you are meant for something more, see what happens when you take the risk and explore that. Um, because I've seen something, you know, the, the whole world is on the other side of fear. And that is so true. I have, I have grown so much in the past two years after quitting my corporate job and joining my husband in this crazy business that we have. Um, I have grown so much as a, as an individual, and I'm so grateful that I ultimately decided to take that leap. Emily, I'm so glad that you decided to take that leap too, because I know that so far you have changed so many lives and will only continue to do that while living the life that you 
that you've designed for yourself while feeling fulfilled. And you're an incredible example to so many other people for listening to your intuition and following your heart and at the same time making good, smart decisions for you and your family. And I'm so excited to see how you're coaching and how everything continues to grow and develop. And I'd love to know what's next for you. What's next? Well, I definitely want to grow the stacked coaching side of our business. Um, So Rue, you know, we've been around for six years. We've created a brand for ourselves. Um, The nutrition coaching just started kind of as part of Rue, and now we've turned it into its own thing. Um, So online nutrition coaching, in-person nutrition coaching, and it's really individualized for the person. Um, So Mm -hmm. really growing that into... um, more of an online space, I think is the direction that we're we're taking. And I'm really excited for the future of Stacked Coaching. I love it. So if someone listening wants to learn more about Rue Fitness, Stacked Coaching, and you know, follow you guys online, where can people find you? Um, it is Rue Fitness. No, www.rue.fitness. It's kind of a different <laughs> uh, website <laughs> handle. So uh, that's our website at Rue. And then Stacked Coaching is www.stackedcoaching.com. You can find us on social media. It's Rue underscore fitness on Instagram and Stacked Coaching on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, those are the places to find us. Perfect. Well, I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so you guys can keep up with Emily and see what's next. Emily, thank you so incredibly much for giving your time to It's About Time today. I have really enjoyed catching up with you and just hearing about all of the great things that you're doing and taking over the fitness and nutrition world in New Orleans and beyond. So thank you again so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Anna. It has been a pleasure. I have loved watching your journey through this whole uh, small business ownership as well. So um, yeah, I hope we can keep these conversations going. Absolutely. Emily, thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. And there you have it. I don't know about you, but I feel totally motivated to find an accountability partner and start creating and sticking to healthy fitness and nutrition habits. And as a side note, if you want to learn more about creating habits that stick, head over to episode 11, which is all about, you guessed it, habits. You can find links to the productivity tools that Emily mentioned, as well as links to Roof Fitness and Stacked Coaching by visiting the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 20. And don't forget that you can try our favorite project management tool, Trello, for free by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Trello. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 21, is going to be chock full of value. In fact, I'll be talking about the importance of taking time to really think about and define your core values. We'll get into what exactly core values are, why you should have them, and how you can start using them. And if you own a business or run a team, you'll learn why having core values for your group is so important to your success. 
Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.